My name is Annie Conboy and I'm an intuitive medium and psychic. And in this podcast, I'd like to talk to you about something that's always puzzled me or perhaps puzzled me for a long time now, if not always. I remember being a child, very excited about bonfire night, about fireworks and having a fire and toffee apples and parking and everybody seeming to enjoy the excitement and the warmth of the fire. And as that child, I look forward to bonfire night every year. It was so exciting. Mum would be baking We'd be sticking toffee into apples and getting sticky ourselves. Family would come round, neighbours would be celebrating and all the fireworks. How bright they were. We would hold sparklers and write with them and draw with them. It was just a fabulous thing to do. And yes, Later in school, I learnt about the reason we had bonfire night. You see, hundreds of years ago, somebody decided, or a bunch of people decided, that it would be the right thing to do to blow up the Houses of Parliament. Apparently, it was going to be a statement to overthrow... Uh, the ruling class, Uh, the aristocracy that was separated by division and fell into religious points of view, taking sides of them and us. And the gunpowder plot, (laughs) which is what's behind Bonfire Night, is the historical event we're still celebrating four to five hundred years later how weird it puzzled me when i found out what was behind penny for the guy that it was an expression of religious hatred actually that if you were roman catholic it perhaps wasn't a celebration that you wanted to be involved in because it was your religion that was being destroyed in that fire. It was strange as a teenager and young adult to go along to organise bonfires and to join in this kind of celebration of something that said that one part of the population was bad and the other part of the population was good Hundreds of years after that, it, it, it was celebrating the division, the divisiveness, as if we hadn't yet learned to forgive in some way. I guess that you, being a fun-loving person, <laughs> that I ended up putting on one side uh, these ideas about Bonfire Night and just... Um, going along with the celebration, much like I did with Halloween. Another interesting celebration 
where we're actually um, celebrating killing people. Killing people who we felt were different. Wise women and wise men. Or those who weren't very wise at all fell out with their neighbours and found themselves accused of things that they couldn't defend themselves against. After all, if your cow dies, it's very difficult to um, determine how it died when you don't have the uh, ways of determining. Uh, we didn't have veterinary practices 300 years ago. Um, it was the woman down the road who'd looked at you a bit funny or the little old lady who was responsible for births and deaths. Um, the laying out of the dead and the bringing in of the live, the new births. So, again, Halloween sort of struck me as a really weird thing to celebrate. Um, talking about the untold misery that was inflicted on hundreds of thousands of people accused of something it was very hard to defend yourself against. And the ways in which you could defend yourself usually meant you ended up dead anyway. I didn't really go into it much more deeply and to all the other bizarre celebrations that go on. Um, in Northern Ireland, they celebrate at the moment, in, I mean, in, in July, they're celebrating a battle that took place 400 years ago. And again, it was a religious battle. Why? Why, why is that still an important aspect of today's life? It's like the 4th of July independence celebrations in America. It's a celebration of taking away the land from the people who were occupying it. Really, if you think of it deeply, this is where people moved in, took over and said, right now we're in charge. And how does that feel if you're a member of one of those peoples who lost their land? Even more so, in a sense, how does it feel that every year people rub your noses in it. And if you were imported into that country against your will, which very, very many African people were, how does it feel for you to be on the receiving end of a celebration of your slavery? Hundreds of years have gone by. Why are these celebrations entrenched in our minds? Where's the peace? Where's the love? Where's the forgiveness? When we look at what we monumentalise. When I started to develop as a, a medium, when I started into my intuition, I faced those questions again. My guides brought them back to me as my younger musings about why is life like this? Because I was often the person asking why is life like this? <laughs> Especially why is my life like this? <laughs> why does it have to be this way? And at the time that they brought them back, uh, I'd got a young daughter who asked 
absolutely the same questions. I think she was born asking these questions to remind me of them. But also, uh, she's a crystal vibration. She understands that it's all about unconditional love, forgiveness, gratitude and service. So why do we cling on to these hollow victories? Because they aren't really victories. They're what the winning side put in place for us to say, hey, aren't we good? Aren't we big? Aren't we one up instead of one down? And that's the, the uh, thing that you face when you have to open up your intuition. Because I sense energy and I can feel the vibration that these supposed celebrations create. And very often it's pain. Very often it's sorrow. Why do we want to keep on inflicting pain and sorrow? Why do we want to keep reminding people about being one up? Well, of course, I've done a whole podcast on that. <laughs> but as a spiritual person, what am I to do? Do I join in the celebration of bonfires and Halloween and get into all the detail? Or do I step back and look at it again and say, maybe that's not for me. Maybe I need to invest in my own celebrations, my own recognition. And perhaps that recognition could be every single day or at set times in my year. I don't have to follow the celebrations that are made by the nations and the, the the law, the, the lawgivers and the governors and the everybody else's, I can have my own celebrations. It, it made me very conscious of every single celebration, actually, um, of every event on the calendar that people um, share as a point at which they have some religious observance or whether they have some civic observance um what what are we reminding ourselves of and are we reminding ourselves in the right ways because that's the thing do we want to keep burning guy fox over and over and over what does that tell our children and their children? Do we want to keep recreating battles from hundreds of years ago? As if it was such a defining moment for us that we can't let it go. What about celebrating the new defining moments? What about the memories we need to keep that help us not to celebrate the winning team, but help us to celebrate being human. Help us to celebrate the greatest things that humanity can do and achieve together. When I was discussing this with my guides, they, they, they kind of shrugged their shoulders a little bit 
and said, well, these are questions you have to ask yourself. We, we can't tell you what to do. Um, you have to work out what it means to you. And that made me sort of feel like, oh, I've got to work it all out by myself for a moment. Until I remembered, actually, that's the thing we all need to do. Each person to take responsibility for what they recognise in their lives, what they do uh, that that celebrates achievements or recognises achievements. And perhaps we don't see things as achievements when they really, really are. Um, I'm not going to be political, but at the moment, the UK is walking, striding, leaping away from the achievement of a unified uh, set of rules that we shared with Europe. That was an achievement. It may not have worked how everybody wished it to, but coming out of the Second World War and the bitterness between um, countries who had taken part in that and the fallout of all of that to build something forward to say we will put that behind us and we will strive to work together to me as a young person at the time of entering um, the uh, ECC was a um, fantastic achievement it meant we were talking to one another. And don't get me wrong, it may not have worked perfectly, but on a spiritual level, it was a start. It was better than aiming for another war, certainly. And so it's strange to have not celebrated and constantly recognised that achievement in in England particularly, I know that other parts of the UK have different views, but for England to take the view that working together is not a good way forward weighed on my heart. Um, I was there at the beginning and I'm here at the end and I'm very saddened that instead of celebrating what was achieved in that common purpose, we seem busy trying to go back into the one-upmanship and the I'm better than you. So it's helpful that my guides leave me to think it through. It's also helpful that they keep bringing it back to me. Um, it's helpful that they ask me to think about if I ruled the world, <laughs> and I've got a song in my head now, um, what would I celebrate? Would I celebrate the divisive incidents? Would I be so hooked into celebrating the war and the success in war? Or would I want to celebrate what comes out of it? I'm very much uh, in awe of Japan. There is a strong element there of recognition of what the cost of war is and there is a determination, a quiet determination perhaps, to remind people um, that war is not pretty, 
War is not something to be encouraged. War is not to be celebrated. And they take a lot of spiritual care and, and civic pride in preserving the um, uh, reminders of Hiroshima so that their citizens can understand and um, make the right choices that war is not a good direction to go in. One-upmanship is not a good direction to go in. Um, and I, I have that as a kind of example in my head of, right, okay, if I'm going to celebrate achievements, how do I do it as a spiritual person? How do I step away from celebrating events that aren't really achievements that create division? How do I join in celebrating things that really make us um, a, a global community? And that's where it lies in looking at what I can celebrate and sing the praises of that bring us together, that draw us closer, that put us um, not in competition with one another, but in collaboration with one another. It took me some time to work all of this out, uh, backwards and forwards, because, um, yeah, I, I like Halloween. Um, you know, it's exciting uh, to have loads of kids coming round and enjoying themselves. But then again, Perhaps they don't know the meaning. Perhaps the parents don't really know the meaning of what they're celebrating anymore. And that's the issue. Are we celebrating the right relevant things? <laughs> um, or are we kind of building up or um, adding to this racial memory of celebrating the bad stuff? So um, what came out of my musings and wanderings through all of this was a very strong personal commitment to looking for the spiritual things that I could celebrate as achievements, looking for things that I could celebrate um, not on the popular anniversaries um, but celebrate in my life um, I started to uh, adopt more firmly the Wiccan um, year, um, the lunar cycle. Uh, they seem to me to be energy flows, uh, markings of passings of time uh, that fitted better with my spiritual direction. And I stepped back from the traditions, um, the religious traditions and the civic traditions. Uh, I don't particularly celebrate Christmas as, as a Christian. Um, I have a whole week of festivals or two weeks of festivals that I really enjoy celebrating each day. Uh, the aspect of abundance, because that's what the festivals at that time um, kind of represent to me 
but I've moved my calendar to fit with my personal spiritual desire, which is to celebrate the um, unique achievements or the achievements of um, mankind, womankind, personkind, whatever you want to call it. So when it came to doing that, one of the things I had to do was to start to explain to people that I actually wouldn't be attending the events or I didn't see the events the same way they did. And that was very interesting because actually it gave me an opportunity to talk to people about did they understand what they were celebrating? Um, and that was quite curious because most people don't know why they're celebrating what they're celebrating. It's just a holiday or a day off work or, a uh, you know, everybody's doing it kind of thing. And um, and so there were some very interesting reactions talking about what was behind different festivals and anniversaries. Um, and one of the things that came out of it was kind of a nicer approach to it of let's make our birthdays into celebrations as well. Um, let's really um, honour the fact that we're walking a an earth life. So let's find uh, our achievements that we can celebrate. And really, when I was chatting, it became very clear that we could celebrate an achievement every single day if we wanted to. We could have our own little uh, happy party for something that was the anniversary of something good. And it made me smile a lot because celebration is brilliant. I love to celebrate. I love to um, honour uh, and acknowledge achievements. I, I think it's very important in our sense of ourselves and our recognition of our history and where we've come from and who we are. Um, but it made me smile that actually there was so much that goes unnoticed that we don't really acknowledge as celebrations and a lot of recent stuff um you know i <laughs> i like to celebrate the suffragettes um maybe the methods weren't perfect but i celebrate the day that women got the vote because that's important um that is something acknowledging that we've made an achievement um maybe there are some celebrations that you're thinking about and you think yeah i wonder why we don't celebrate that um why why don't we honor that day or when that happened and um do celebrations always do the anniversaries actually of things that we choose to recognize always have to be the bad stuff <laughs> seems to me when I watch the television anniversaries are always of the bad stuff celebration or sadness included um, do we ever give the same prominence to the good stuff and there's another question who's good stuff if you were Catholic burning a Guy Fawkes at a bonfire you're not exactly celebrating the best bits of being Catholic. 
I have to argue that if you were Protestant celebrating on a bonfire, you're still not honouring the best aspects because it was about them and us and one-upmanship. So maybe we need to take a step back as a global community and start to recognise all the achievements, the enhancements. Um, one of my favourite things is to remember the birth of the first test tube baby, Louise Brown. It's because it happened in my town. Dr Patrick Steptoe was based in an Oldham hospital. But it's also because that was a hope. That was a hope for many, many women who had been previously left childless for one reason or another. And that opened up hope for many people. And in the years since has been a positive, uh, a recognition that there are things we can do to help people to find a um, solution to something in life's experience that they couldn't have before. And there's a spiritual purpose behind that particular event because it made us talk about what is being human, what is, what is being um, um, born, what is playing God. I mean, there was a lot of talk at the time about could we, could we possibly interfere in the birth process in this way? The natural process versus the unnatural. But that's a birth that's brought so much joy to millions of other people. People who wanted those babies. Because we don't have a balance, do we? It seems a strange thing to end on, but my guides want us to debate this. If we celebrate the achievements, maybe it helps us to value human life more. Maybe it helps us to see that as we make progress, we have to think about what that progress represents. And we have to look back and say, are we celebrating the right things? Are we honouring the right things? Have we grown and evolved and learned past those anniversaries, past those markers in history that maybe weren't the right markers after all? I wonder how different history would be if we took religion out of it. There's an interesting question. I wonder how differently we would celebrate if it wasn't about them and us. If it was about community. If it was about humanity. If it was about togetherness overcoming the difficulties and challenges of being individuals. Because in the end, we're going to have to work all of this out. The ascension process that we're all in energetically is asking us to look at 
uh, electing ourselves into a conscious unity, a state of being where we choose to do things for the greater good rather than for me. A state of being where what we do is look after each other, encourage each other, treat each other with respect and reverence. We're not celebrating those things yet because we're not doing them. And we've got to think about how we get to new memories, new anniversaries, new celebrations that record this wonderful path to conscious unity. The debate's still going on. <laughs> It'll continue until we start to recognise that what we think is fixed and permanent isn't at all. We can change what we celebrate because we can just stop celebrating the things that divide us. That creates an opportunity to celebrate the things that bring us together. Thank you for listening.